0: Great CFOs know that automation isn't just a necessity for sales and marketing. Leveraging real-time data and technology is key to scaling the finance side of any business. Hi, I'm Ross, and this is the CFO Playbook, where each week you'll get insights from world-class financial leaders to help you grow your company, yourself, and face the challenges required of today's CFO. As we head into the holiday season and look forward to bringing in the new year, we wanted to summarize and share some of the best advice on technology that we've received from recent guests here on the CFO Playbook. Hopefully this will help inform your strategy and plans for 2022.
1: It's so worthwhile investing time and effort in the infrastructure pieces. What I mean by that is, if I look at those high volume and and low value from a business perspective in that it is the engine room, it has to operate. It's not going to necessarily change our business thinking. It's not necessarily going to drive any decisions. It's not something the board are going to sweat about, but the basics need to work. So when I think of that, it's a decent financial system that can scale having something that has automation. It's something that's becoming bigger and bigger in relation to the transactional side of finance. So things like the purchase order process all happens automatically. The reconciliations all happen automatically. The bank transactions all happen automatically.
2: One of the things we constantly look at is how do we automate? And this is something that is good for people who are growing in the finance world. How do I automate processes? Because what you want to do is you want to eliminate the sort of redundant manual work and create automation and it's really important as you scale and it's interesting cuz what i found is the automation any automation that you put in is probably good for about 18 months if you're really scaling up and then you need to automate again <laughs> creating those opportunities for folks to do that type of work is so much more enriching than here's a playbook stay within the lines
0: what's clear from listening to both kevin and ross is that hypergrowth companies view technology as the engine room of growth and a critical foundation for scale. And that the days of thinking that automation is a nice to have are over. It needs to be a fundamental part of the fabric of the company. And that when done correctly, building automation can be far more rewarding for finance teams than following a well-trodden playbook that, have, that has been performed and built at other companies. Longding, VP of finance at ADA, shares how implementing new systems helped him build his finance team from scratch. You describe a real focus and a passion for automation and infrastructure. And of course, ADA is also focused on automation and as part of your core proposition. But that seems to be a real tenant of your approach and how you're building the team, is that correct?
3: Very interesting, these are topics that I'm very passionate about. The, the reason is in the B2B software place, most of the time people focus on building sales automation, marketing automation, you know, engineering automation on this amazing company, but the GNA or finance automation software stack adds something lacking behind. My prediction is within this year, already a lot of amazing startup working on solving this problem for us, for the COO, CFO office. But really, the way I think about my team and how we build software is, hey, we need to move away from data entry and then unlocking our time to actually reviewing information and providing more value and guidance to the business and be a growth partner with other departments instead of still have to manually doing all these tasks. Anything we can automate, any system we can actually integrate and seamlessly pull and push information around them, we should always bring it up and feel implement something new to, with that goal in mind. So the way we think about implementing system, it had to satisfy three This is a reliable system. In other words, it had to provide accurate information. This is a system that allowed to scale into you know, a hundred million CR com- company or a thousand employee from this stage. And the third one is we need to build system with automation in mind. Only system eventually have to work as a team or in other words, you know, integrate with each other and allow seamless integration among different finance systems and other business systems. Otherwise, eventually, we automate really well in one function of the business, and when it start talking to or connecting with other systems, we have to manually do the work, then it still doesn't work. So we also always build a thing with other consideration and bring in other party or other team member or department related to this piece of software to evaluate a part of the process to ensure that its future proves us from a single point or bottleneck in the future. So in service of leveraging automation to make our life easier?
4: I think automations is probably the key for efficiency and for having more time to deal with strategic thoughts and real interesting analytics of the business and go deep diving into some interesting uh, inputs and numbers and having really time to do bigger things Currently, my team is involved in three big automations, which is taking us so much time and effort. But I really believe that it will enable us to start 2022 with such a great starting point and really take it to the next level. So this is something we are doing internally with a full team and it's really exciting for us. Now,
1: with the preponderance of software, there seems to be more and more software coming that's more administratively oriented, whether Mm -hmm. it's HR or finance, FP&A, and not just budgeting, but software that's AI-based that could help us suss out trends Mm -hmm. and predict trends. I think now it's more and more incumbent upon us to understand what technologies out there that we can apply to FP&A or accounting or Mm -hmm. HR. So it's not just throw bodies that's the more costly way to do it. Where I am right now is it's probably a combination of the two. It's like, I think we need to hire some more folks right now. But then we also need to think about what software can we implement over the next 12 months that might, that might help with raising our awareness without cranking so many spreadsheets. Yeah, I think it's for us, I've seen this not just in finance, but in in other roles that I've done. I try, I I tend to ignore all kind of sales pitches. (laughs) Um, You know, you, you could spend your whole life responding to emails or phone calls about a particular product that someone says will transform your finance function. So I start from the position of I just ignore all of those because you really have to start from what are your own pain points and try and solve those. Um, and then go and find the best solution for it if you're constantly reacting to
0: that. Hearing those snippets from Lena, Tony, and Jim, make it clear that you need to start with the pain. You have to be deliberate in determining which tools and systems to invest in and why, and not simply be led by the outreach of others. When done well, that can create space for finance. The space that it so desperately needs. Automation is clearly a path that can increase efficiency by time and create that space for teams to partner more effectively with the business and think strategically. And finally, if done correctly, the implementation of the right technology that's addressing the pain will be throwing people at the problem as is done in days gone by.
2: Find meaningful work. And what automation generally does is takes out kind of that repetitive, menial, you know, I'm going to say, quote, menial work that people feel like they're doing on a daily basis that don't give themselves or the company value. So, you know, anything super manual tends to fall into that category. And when people don't feel like they're finding meaning, meaningful work at work, they're going to be looking for something else to do because it doesn't mean anything to them. And so I think that automation is really key for obviously being efficient and closing your books and all that good stuff that finance people do, but also to make sure that your finance people on the team are have, are doing work that they feel is impactful to the company. And so I mm-hmm. think that's a bigger reason why automation is actually really important for finance teams.
1: If you can achieve that greater automation, then yeah, clearly... You need a smaller proportion of people who spend their days, you know, processing data or moving spreadsheets around and and people more focused on understanding what that data is and interpreting it and making the right decisions on the back of it or helping other people make right decisions. So you'd like to think that most people would prefer that type of role. But I think finding people that can do that well is challenging. And it's also it's very hard to recruit people.
2: Well, I would say that the technical abilities of a finance person are, have changed over the years, actually, mm-hmm. Ross, with mm-hmm. like all the technology that's being used. I have a, an analyst on my team that can code things on the side. Like that's, that's a side hustle. So incredibly technical people coming, especially all the young kids coming out, they know how to mm-hmm. use technology better than anyone has before. And so um, I found that that gap is not as big as it used to be. But you're right, you know, as we speak today, I'm I'm sourcing for a finance systems manager because Mm -hmm. I want to be able to optimize the use of our ERP and the integrations that we have with all the different systems we have. Uh, And and so we are actively looking for that person because I think we're at that spot where we want to, we have all the tools, but we don't want to optimize them to make sure people aren't still doing duct tape on things that uh, could be
0: automated. What's clear in what both Jeannie and Jim are saying is that automation can be great for employee retention. But you have to hire the right employees to leverage that technology. When you buy time, you create space and the space to work on problems that matter. And that great managers should take advantage of that extra time that automation will create to to challenge and engage their finance team with creative and mission-critical problems. And when done correctly, that can help create the conditions for a far more rewarding environment uh, and in turn leads to a far greater retention of the top talent, which many companies are struggling with right now. But the final point to consider is that the skills and requirements that, that a finance team have are changing uh, to meet the demands of technology-enabled businesses. So, finance leaders need to think carefully about the skills in their team and exactly how to divide the responsibilities across finance teams, given the additional time and the reduction of manual work. The CFO has to be really involved and be really engaged in terms of the technology being used in the enterprise. It's everything from the day-to-day automation of our business processes. So, you know, how can we automate our our
1: quote-to-cash process, right? The purchasing you know process, the hiring process
0: inside of your company. So automation is super key.
4: If you want to be a good business partner and take the company together with all of the owners towards uh, the goals and needs. So us uh, providing the data in such a real-time way, it's really great. It is a lot of time investing in implementation and building and modeling and um, it's something that uh, you need to invest now but in the future I really believe that it will be a whole other story
1: certainly one of the things that COVID did for us last year and, and even through into this year was a very increased frequency of forecasting because it was very hard to predict customer demand and so um, constantly iterating how the future looks and what that means in terms of you know growing the size of the team or you know what we'll mean in terms of you know customer demand, et cetera. So that's definitely a, a huge benefit.
0: And finally, listening to Anoop, Lena, and Jim reiterate some of the benefits they see emphasizes why automation can help CFOs directly. Sharper forecasting, real-time cost controls, and less process can simply create the space for CFOs to focus on company strategy, which is now a core part of their role and with the CFO's remit and range of responsibilities increasing rapidly over time to surpass far beyond the initial realms of finance and into core operations, let alone company strategy and investor relations, this allows for far more effective partnering with the CEO, the key relationship of the CFO, and the rest of the exec team. Those were some of the key technology and automation insights from financial leaders who have joined us as guests recently on the CFO Playbook. Next week, we'll start back with another round of interviews with world-class CFOs and finance leaders. So if you haven't yet, make sure you subscribe so you don't miss out on the next one. One last thing, if you have a question you'd love to ask a guest, visit cfoplaybook.fm and submit your question there. This show is brought to you by Soldo, the brighter way to manage business spending and expenses. With Soldo, you can control every expense, track spend in real time, automate financial reporting, and then use those insights to fuel growth. Learn more at soldo.com.